Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you and that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics, but what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning, there may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. Welcome to Breaking Bread, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I am excited to have this conversation with my first all-black female curated table. But before we get started, Chef Naomi is here to introduce our first course. So, Chef Naomi, um, thank you. So, for your starter today, you've got uh, peppered beef sticks with peppers on them, and an alternative version for Sabrina is the peppered gizzard stick with peppers as well. So I hope you enjoy. Thank yes. you. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Thank you. All right. Tuck in. Yeah. Tuck in. Um, so there's so much to discuss. And it was very hard trying to narrow down <laughs> what conversation to have with you. So to kick things off, uh -huh. I want to first ask if you were to add another black woman to this table, dead or alive, who would you add as a dinner guest? So, uh, Jennifer? Oprah. Oprah? Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Colette? I have two. No. Okay. <laughs> you know this is breaking so, bread table. Okay, the only one I realize this. So, I'm going to have Beyonce. Beyonce. Mm -hmm. So, we have Oprah, Beyonce. I'm going to say a really strange one. I'd, you know, you said two. I'd probably like my mum and my grandma sat oh. at this table. Mm -hmm. You it, have to pick one. Um, gonna... Probably my, my grandma, because she's not here. Mm -hmm. And I think there's more opportunities for me to have those conversations with my mum. So probably my grandma. It'd be interesting having her sat at this table. Okay. So why Oprah Winfrey? Um, because I think as a black woman, she's an inspiration to a lot of us mm -hmm. um what she's been through and the things that she does the not just business things but also the charitable things she does in africa and things like that that resonates with me okay and you said beyonce i did um because uh on a personal level i i really um both love her and respect her body of work but also i think that uh she is very intentional in how she shows up for black communities. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm really inspired by that. And she's a very, she's not a everything on social media person. So I feel like a close quarters conversation would be super interesting mm -hmm. and something you wouldn't get access to. Okay. So this food is not this there to be at the table, not eat. So please talk <laughs> we're, we're here to break bread. Uh, we need to we need to eat. Um, I'm just trying to gauge the heat mm. level. This looks like it might be 
So, so test it. Test mm -hmm. it. Test it to see if it's, uh, okay. if it's a little spicy. Okay. And I'm using my fingers, so. Mm -hmm. Well, the option was given. Mm -hmm. So we'll have that grace. Okay. Cool. So, for the first time, I'm actually going to play a game with you. Or who, which, who would you rather game? Mm. Black woman edition. Uh, and then we're going to get into some of the things I want to talk to you about today. So, who would you rather? If you were going to get a membership of the Empire from Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton or Queen <laughs> Ramonda from... Wakanda, who would you like to get the MOE from? I'll start with you, Carmel. Um, it's an interesting one. Because I, li I like all the pomp and ceremony and glamour that came with Bridgerton. <laughs> I think that's um, very much me. But in terms of community and community building, that's almost also very much me. Um, so I think I'd probably go over to the Wakanda side more than anything else, but I'd be wearing my corseted dress <laughs> when I receive it. <laughs> so Queen Ramonda? Absolutely, yes. Colette? 100% Queen Ramonda. Mm -hmm. Not even batting an eyelid in terms of the choice. Okay, why? why? Why 100%? Um, Wakanda forever. <laughs> 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 no, but yes, um, that um, I think that there is something about the celebration and regal nature, nature of the fictitious um, nation of Wakanda and the Council of Elders that really connects in um, to, I, I, think, I think it would be an, a worthy honour I'd want. You know, when there's that, that thing about, I guess, the, the seat at the table, whether you actually want a seat at that table, yeah. I think that's definitely, that Council of Elders and being recognised by them is definitely a seat I would love. Okay. Okay, um, Jennifer, Queen Charlotte or Queen Ramonda? Like Queen um, Ramonda, Carmel, I like the pomp and pageantry, yeah. the Bridgerton yeah. depiction of Queen Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. You know, I'm going to go for Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte, <laughs> I think yeah. I like the scent at my table. So yeah. why, why Queen Charlotte? The reason for that is... Um, I mean, a lot of the stories we hear about Queen Charlotte, a lot of it is wrapped up in stories and whatever, and they're trying to wipe her out from history and everything like that. But I'd love to understand what it was like for her mm -hmm. and, you know, as a, as a black woman of that time, you know, um, because I think she must have had power and strength. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Another question. If you were going to court, who would you like to represent you? Oh, well. Mm -hmm. Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder or Maxine Shaw, attorney at law from Living Single? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that look. Who would you rather? Annalise Keating, Keating from Hands How down. to Get Away with Annalise. Annalise? Yeah. Annalise. Annalise? Yeah. Colette? Annalise. Annalise. Oh, okay, yeah. unanimous. So you gave me that look. <laughs> Jennifer, so why why'd you give me that look? And, no, and why Annalise? Well, I just think she's, to use the expression, a bit badass anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to say it that way. Doesn't give the monkeys and mm. it's going to go with what she believes is right. Mm. And, and there's no censorship at this table, so no. we can say yeah. no, whatever no, you want to say, however you want to say. No, no, no. <laughs> I would go with her because to me, she's just like going with what she feels is right. Okay. Colette? 
haven't seen the show, just on energy and what I've seen mm. on clips mm -hmm. alone. I'm like, yeah, 100%. Her? And you said it at least 100%. 100%. Why? It's the fierceness. It's mm. that um, I'm going to get what I'm going to get yeah. regardless. Mm. And I think that's what you need in your corner yeah. when someone is defending you. So yeah. hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to fight. Okay. Yeah. If you were dealing with reputational risk issues and you needed somebody to represent you, who would you rather? Olivia Pope from Scandal <laughs> or Gina Waters from Martin, who was also a PR person. Everybody always focuses on Martin, but like, I don't think people notice that Gina actually did PR <laughs> and reputational management. So Olivia Pope from Scandal or Gina from the show Martin? I don't know who Gina is. No. I don't like Did you ever watch Martin the show in the nineties? No, no, I never watched that. Oh, so Gina was his his, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No. So I guess it'll be unanimous. Olivia Pope says none of y'all know who Gina. I watched Scandal. Yeah. And I feel like she would be the one, wouldn't she? Yeah. Okay. Unless Gina was played by Tichina Arnold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, because I love Tichina Arnold. So yes, hundred percent. So and the clips I've seen of that show, you know, I think that yeah. I think there's something maybe a little, I mean, it's funny when you say a little more real and it's a fictional character, so that's mm. not a thing, but yeah, I feel like I'll go with her. Okay. If you were going to host a fireside chat or an evening with, who would you rather? Claire Huxtable from The Cosbys or Jessica Pierce from Suits? Claire. Yeah. Claire Huxtable. Mm -hmm. I don't think there'll be any substance from mm -hmm. Jessica. Ooh, yeah, Claire. shade. No, shade. I um, Colette? I don't know who Jessica... I'd not watch Suits. Oh, okay, so Jessica yeah. Pearson was the managing partner of the law firm, black right. woman who ran everything right. uh, in, in Suits. And of course, Claire Huxtable is Claire Huxtable. Yeah, Claire Huxtable is Claire mm -hmm. Huxtable. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with Claire Huxtable because I think there's a gravitas there that I mm. think would be super, in I think it'd be super measured. Ah, but Claire Huxtable at that time, not yeah. Felicia Rashad <laughs> now, but Claire Huxtable at that time mm. to be super clear about it. Agreed. The fictional character. Yeah, 100%, yes. I'm intentionally going down fictional characters. <laughs> 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 so why do you think that Jessica Pearson wouldn't have any substance? I think um, just based on her character, let me take back the substance, but maybe not, not having substance. But the, I think what she would give to me would not necessarily be what I'd want. I think Claire Huxtable kind of gives you that family, that grounding, um, that moral compass, whereas Jessica is, is yeah, I, I just feel like Claire would be the one. Okay. Yeah. And then last question. If you were going to battle, mm. who do you want to take with you? General Naniska from The Woman King or General Okoye from Black Panther? Mm. I haven't watched The Woman King. Uh, no. Yeah. I've only seen the clips. So I have a thing. Jennifer Naniska from, uh, uh, General Naniska from The Woman King or General Okoye from Black Panther? You're going into battle. Who, who do you want having your back? So. I think our female warriors are warriors regardless. So mm. I, I think we'd be good with... No, but you, you this, is my, this is my table. It's, it's, a binary, it's a binary uh, mm. at my table, one or the other. So who you got? I'll come back to you, Carmel. Who you got, Jennifer? Who do you, who you General, think? I can never say your name. 
Women kick. Naniska. Okay. Who you got, Kalea? Akoya. Akoya from mm, Black Panther. Yeah. Ooh, descent already. Who you yeah, think? I'm gonna follow Kalea only because that's who I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So why uh, Naniska for you, Jennifer? Again, I think she's total 100 percent badass. Mm -hmm. She's gonna kill anyone. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you look need. at her and you see the your immediately consumed by fear and she's going to fight for what she needs to fight for and for whom she needs to fight for so i'd go for her not saying that um the other warrior wouldn't but she for me is more real mm -hmm. i can feel her mm -hmm. and what about you colette why uh general okoye um general okoye uses everything in her disposal to fight including you know snatching off a wig and throwing it at people <laughs> and i just that is literally my favorite part of the whole the first oh. film um, and just her um, also demonstrates fierce loyalty throughout. And I think that's needed in someone that goes to battle. Again, having not um, yet seen The Woman King, definitely something I want to, having not yet seen The Woman King, I'm pretty sure it'll be the same. And like Carmel, I think you're good either way, mm. but I'll go for Gemma the Queer. Okay, so thank you for playing my game, ladies. <laughs> I've given you a range of fictional characters uh, because like those fictional characters as black women, we just have a breadth mm -hmm. yeah. from warrior to professional to businesswomen to wives to lovers to everything in between. And so the conversation I want to have today with you is a community conversation and I emphasis community. So because we are black women, it would be easy to default to yourself. But what I'm asking you is to look outside of yourself and look at what you observe in the community. Now, you can use your personal anecdotes and experiences, of course, but the questions are about what do you see, okay? So, first question, are black women angry? Yes or no? We'll start with the basics. Are black women angry? Yes or no? Carmel, yes or no? I think in the instances where they are, they're justifiably Ooh. angry. Mm -hmm. But as a no, blanket... No, 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 no. we got to rewind a much. Okay. okay. Yes or no first. Oh, I'm yes going to say no. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yes or no, Colette? No. No. Yes or no, Jennifer? No. Okay, now your dissertation, Colette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we're emotional beings and we're justified in the preference of emotions that we have. And sometimes passion can be perceived as anger. Sometimes anger can perceive as, be um, perceived as anger. But I think we're justified in any emotions we choose to have in any given situations. There are, so we do what we want with them. Okay, yeah, I 100% agree. I think that the, uh, the, the language of anger is very much um, ascribed to any uh, um, emotion yeah. we dare to show, and I don't think we're given the breadth of the license. So I have seen, you know, in a workplace setting, I have, <coughs> when I worked in advertising, I had a creative director literally throw a bin at my head, mm. and that behavior wasn't um, picked up on at all, or was just, oh, he, you know, oh, he's just a bit like that kind of dismissed when I was very junior in the industry. Um, and then, I remember there was a meeting, we were you know, around a meeting table, I didn't speak, and 
the person next to me again was very, very burnt on the table. Or Colette, you just seemed really angry afterwards. And I was like, I didn't even speak. So it's, it's an identity that's ascribed to us when we, even if we don't do a demonstrate any. And mm -hmm. I would say that if, you know, um, at, I like the word righteous anger actually, because I think at points where we demonstrate a force that's or right. conviction of, of strength around belief or a, uh, irritation or impatience at injustice that all angry it's a very lazy stereotype and what it does it's it's super useful because what it does it keeps people in a box mm -hmm. it stops people from being able to demonstrate any emotion it stops people from being able to um argue back or uh, stand up for oneself because you're, there's a fear of being called angry. So people are like, so you, and I think that's one of the things I know, I'll speak from the eye, that I've had to very much overcome is the fear of being, you know, I don't, so I'm going to use, I don't give a fuck if people call me angry now. I don't, it's, it's often levelled at me. Yeah. Oh, you seem really angry. Cool. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, and sometimes I'll say, that's righteous anger. Or, no, 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 I'm not angry. I'm super calm about this. I do feel strongly, however, and it's interesting that you've gone to anger. So I will very much, that's how I'll tend to counter it now, because I'm, I'm done with it as a label. It's so lazy, and it's a trope of white supremacy and racism that keeps us in a box. Mm. Jennifer? I don't think black women are angry. I think, like Carmel said, we've got a plethora of emotions that get tagged as anger. Yeah. So being passionate, being caring about something, fighting somebody's mm. corner, or a, mm. a corner of something you believe in, mm. then we get tagged as being angry. And on the other side of it, if we are angry, they've got the right to be, exactly. to demonstrate, 100%. to express the anger, like any emotion, because it's a valid emotion. Um, and I think, particularly in the works space, um, I'm probably a lot older than much of you around the table, but I've gone through my life where I've been in meetings with people and you can see they're not comfortable with you expressing how you're feeling. And you know they're talking behind your back and saying, oh, you know, she's always angry. She's got a chip on her shoulder. She's got this and whatever else. But the fact is, it's no, it's not that I've got a chip on my shoulder. Mm. They can't distinguish between anger and being assertive. Mm. That's the first thing as yeah. well. Um, and over the years, and now I've got to the point in my life where I think if I want to be angry because I feel so passionate about something, then so long as I'm respectful and I can justify why I feel the way that I feel, then I will be angry. But I don't think by default, Black women are angry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I absolutely agree. I said abs I said, in fact, I said absolutely not. But what I meant is absolutely not. By default, we are not angry. No. I hundred percent agree with that. I love I love that so much. And you know when I um, I hear it said, oh, I don't want to be that angry black woman by black women. Oh, my heart. So I, I often just cut people. I don't you know mm. don't want to hear you say mm. that. Let's not repeat that latest stereotype. Um, absolutely, you are righteous in your beliefs and mm. you have a right to express them. It's that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I feel so, and you're picking up the points, and I want to bring you in on this, Carmel, to get your perspective on this. Do you think the word anger or the trope angry black woman is used as violence against black women? That's the, that's the question. 100%. Yes, do you think so? In yes. each and every time. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So, how? what is the impact of that violence to you? 
I think it's exactly as Colette mm. said. It's, it's a measure of silencing women, putting them in a position where they're unable or they feel as though they're unable to utilise their voice, advocate for themselves and others, express their feelings. Um, it's also a way of keeping women in boxes mm. that often they're not supposed to be in. So, I, yeah, 100% I think it's used as violence and purposefully used as well. Mm. I want to come back to a point you just raised around advocacy. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring it now back to the community. Okay, so when we talked about they, we're talking a little bit about supremacy, ideology, etc. But I want to come back mm. to us and come from a community perspective first and foremost. We are a table of black women. And so this question is gonna be restricted to London. Okay. So I'm not gonna bring in Manchester or mm. Sheffield or anybody, I'll bring it straight to London. Mm. Do black women in London have a community or cliques? Do black women in London have community or cliques? Okay. Community conversations, and not you and your friends or community. Mm. When you observe how black women interact with each other, how black women show up or don't show up, for each other, would you say that black women have either a community or cliques? So, Colette, community or community. cliques? Community. Community, Jennifer, community or cliques? We keep it real at this table. <laughs> I want, no, I want to, well, I'd say community, but I think it needs to be, you there's so more so substance behind it, yeah, yeah. community. So, community, mm. community. Do you think black women in London have a community or cliques? Yeah, it's the layering. It yeah. depends on the lens in which you're looking at it. Yeah. Mm -mm, community or cliques? Yeah. Community I think, okay, so I can only come from my perspective and mm -hmm. say community. Okay, mm. we'll stop That's there. Right. Okay. We'll stop there. Okay. So, from at this table, when you look at London, the black women in London have community. That's the unanimous yeah. at this table. All right, so now let's get into the layering of, of that. Uh, so you have first started with the nuances, Jennifer. I'll start with you and I'll come back to you, Carmel. So Jennifer, you said substance. Yeah, it because I have more substance. What do you that mean word that? community. So I think it's around period as well. So the period of black women's lives, um, mm -hmm. the stages of black women's lives, um, whether you... Because I, I, I think community, certainly my experience over the years I'd say probably 30 years ago it was more community and that mm. word community has changed mm. over the years to the point that if you look at communities generally the people within the communities are more transient so they're not made up of the communities that there were many years ago so for example I'm from Brixton mm -hmm. okay and I know back then the community of black women it was strong it was powerful, you knew every black woman in that community. That community now is dispersed and the communities that they go into are made up differently, if that makes sense. So therefore, if you've got at the core a black woman in that community with other black women, then they, they will build that community. But if the makeup of that community is different, so it's more diverse, then for me it's not as cohesive. So that's what I'm saying, it's layered. It depends on the time, it depends on where you live in, it depends on who you've got around you, the nature of that community. Okay. 
if that makes sense. It mm. does. Carmel, I'll come to you on, on the layering that you wanted to add. I think if you look at community in terms of geography, then absolutely you're right. But I think we're in a space and time where community isn't just specific to geography anymore. Geography anymore. I think mm -hmm. community has become what you make it and who you bring into your circles. And so social media and the online world means that community means different things. But why I said there was the layers and I was kind of tibbering between the community and cliques is because you do still often find that certain spaces are still very clicky. And I think it's um, a little bit of gatekeeping that happens amongst women in general when um, they get into certain positions. It just naturally happens, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I think more than anything else, we create the communities that we want to see around us as black women naturally anyway. So as black women, we are community wherever we are. So so now you know this is the breaking bread table. We yeah. like to get specific. Get specific. We're not talking about all okay. women. We're talking about black women. Yeah. So are you saying that black women can be gatekeepers or black women specifically can be cooking? Um, I think if we're, if we're standing in a position, I think I'll go back to the first part of that, which is as black women, we are community. So mm -hmm. wherever we are, we create community. And mm -hmm. I think that's the bigger picture mm -hmm. in any sense of it. Within that, we may gatekeep okay. certain things, mm -hmm. but we will still create that community. Okay, yeah. Colette? I think there's a, a growing real, I think, so I, I, I think a couple of things. And building on, I completely agree. I really love, and I listen to yeah. the nuances that were provided. Love both, and mm -hmm. I think they, and I think you know, 100% agree. And I, if you didn't agree, that would also be no. Fine. I know. I know <laughs> I, as I said, I know. I keep saying that. I 100% agree. But it's because I do. If I okay. did, I'd be like, actually, I, you know, disagree respectfully. But I, but I do 100% agree. I wondered if I would answer your question around black women and cliques and gatekeeping. I think that there's something that I've noted, and I, and I guess in some of the industries I've worked from where um, black women are both minoritised and where there's a tendency to pick one. We just need one. You, okay, you have the opportunity, no one else. Mm -hmm. And this, and the scarcity, and I found that the, so the scarcity mindset can produce both clicks and gatekeeping because I think that the gatekeeping happens where people think, oh, well, there's only one opportunity, I've got to keep it for me. Mm -hmm. And the cliques happen where you get, I don't know, groups of gatekeepers coming together in exclusive mm -hmm. groups. But what I, the thing I really love and the thing I wanted to maybe answer your question that mm -hmm. way and then say the thing I love 100% is that everywhere I look, and you know, within my broader circle, so whether I'm looking at um, my networking in the advertising industry, whether I'm looking at the charity sector, whether I'm going just to events, I just see the, those two behaviours just dissolving mm -hmm. in favour of community, and yep. community in its widest sense. So replacing geographic community with community of, yeah, I see you, sis, community mm -hmm. of... So I went to Cannes, the advertising festival in June, and... But, you know, there was a, you know, a growing contingent of black women. We, we, we spoke on the fact we didn't really see many British black women on stages there, but um, there's a growing contingent of black women. And as well as knowing people in the industry, it's quite small, you know people, I met people just walking down the street, black women, you know, like, hello. And it's just this sort of really nice... And there was... And it, and it, was, it was grown community. Community came from those sort of interactions. And then when there's a few, or someone said, oh, we're going to this party. You, it's the thing where it's not like, 
oh, I got invited to a party, just me, want to go anymore. People are like, oh, yeah, can I bring two, three people mm -hmm. into these spaces? Yeah, yeah, come with me, don't worry, I'll get you in the door. It's this sort of community that happens. It's just, and it was joyful. And that, so, you know, my answer to the question was just immediate community, because that siloed, you know, slightly scarcity mindset that is from operating in, you know, minority context just is just been washed away as far everywhere I can see, everywhere I can see it's in favour of, you know, when I say that it doesn't mean there's still cliques, there isn't cliques and um, gatekeepers, you know, we're not a monolith, people, you know, do what people do. But fundamentally, I really love the all the movements I see are towards collective action and community. And Carmel said it beautifully, we start the movement, we create the movement that we need, we create that, sorry, the, the community we need, we create the community we need. And I love that so hard. So let me push back a little bit and, and, and ask from a different context. And I, and I, I think that when people are outside of the UK, there's a natural, uh, way that you give the nod or you're mm. like, oh, someone's here, but I want to bring it back to London, bring it back to the UK, because it's a very specific context when you are comfortable, when you grew up here, when your family's from here, when your uni friends are here, etc. So if I were to focus on business, right, so not just in the broader sense, but on business, on networks, how people navigate, are your positions still the same? Do black women have community? Or clicks in business. Yes, or still no? the same. Uh, yes. even, yeah. even more. Yes. Yes. Oh, one I'm second. So yes or no? Mm -hmm. Jennifer. Mm, I'm not so sure. No. Mm. I'm like, let's be honest. There's the aspirational, but looking at the broader I think community. For me, I think it's more cliquey in business. Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You, you can are. also subscribe on YouTube desktop, and don't forget to follow, device, turn on your notifications, your and looking forward and to the next time we break bread, bread together. Food for the hungry mind. Gather round for some healthy conversation and a great spread You heard what they said, we're here to break bread Fill up your glasses fast and take it to your heads Then fill your belly with some hearty laughter that can wake the dead Can see from the golden brain of Sabrina Clark She had a vision, it was lit and then we've seen the spark And feeding minds became a fixture Now we're bringing back